Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, live, love, and liberty. That's right. So, and you get a crack box, and you get a crack box, and you get a crack box. It is unbelievable that some Democrats and black Americans alike who just cannot give up the ghost on Joe Biden and his absolute disdain for all things black America out of his own face for the past 5,000 years he's been in office. Every oops, you know, that we that we have him on record as, uh, as stating is, is still not enough for some people to go, you know what, this guy's a clown, uh, does not do our communities and our culture any service whatsoever, okay? And just when you think that it couldn't get any worse... What are they handing out to the black communities of America? Uh, crack pipe kits. Now, what's interesting is that this will really upset some black Americans who are still completely on board with Joe Biden. And, it, and, and also white Americans, to be honest with you, who are completely liberalized. Okay, And they think it's a wonderful thing whenever you live in codependence with, with an addict. Okay, But there's nothing... Uh, there's nothing loving about continuing to foster the addiction cycle of anyone, much less an already uh, uh, targeted, exploited community and, and ethnicity culture group in, in our country. And so this is, this is great. All right, here we go. Uh, this is an opinion piece written by Bruce Lavelle who is here in Georgia with me. Bruce is a uh, black uh, GOP uh, gentleman. He is also a longtime advisor and appointee to President Donald Trump and former Trump campaign uh, senior advisor 2016 and 2020. Okay, so check this out. This is this is Bruce's piece, and he's he's written a little commentary piece in the Washington Times. And Bruce says... One mask per person, four COVID-19 tests per household, and one crack pipe per user. This is how our federal government under President Joe Biden, quote, helps the people of this great nation. I knew the Biden administration seemed like they were high based on decisions they were making for the country, but never my wildest imagination would they introduce a $30 million grant program that promises to make it safer to smoke crack and crystal meth. This program aims to increase accessibility to drug paraphernalia and will be handing out, quote, safe smoking kit supplies. Of course, as the left loves to play identity politics, this program is being touted under the guise of, quote, racial equality. I suppose... This should not surprise us considering Mr. Biden's, quote, accomplishments directly attacking black communities throughout his 50 years in public office. 
Uh, You'll also remember that this brilliant initiative is coming from the same man who in 1987 sponsored a bill that made crack cocaine charges harsher than powdered cocaine. The same man who in 1994 wrote in support of the, quote, Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act, a.k.a. the Clinton Crime Bill, which President uh, Bill Clinton signed into law in 1994. Uh, At least Mr. Biden has been consistent throughout his career. His agenda has always been to destroy brown communities while posing as their savior. His historical failed policies resulted in the largest mass incarceration of black Americans in our nation's history. Most of these mass incarcerations were men, causing more disparity in black communities with fatherless homes. Addiction, extremely uh, difficult to talk about, but I'll say it. Almost everyone knows someone, either a friend or distant family member, who had or is currently struggling with some level of addiction. Excuse me for suggesting that enabling better usage is not the answer our great nation needs. There are other ways the, that involve proper treatment, therapy, and care. Remember when Kamala Harris was the Attorney General of California in 2014? San Francisco handed out two point seven million needles that year the liberals utter shock this progressive idea failed to slow down the intravenous drug epidemic i guess it's no surprise that joe deliberately chose not to prioritize treatment centers as the main focal point to our nation's drug epidemic so oh and then bruce goes on to talk about their utter failure um, in, in their absolute avoidance to partner with the faith-based communities like President Trump initiated. Okay? And so, Bruce goes on to implore Joe Biden to take a, a page out of the Trump administration playbook uh, and by engaging as many faith-based organizations as possible to deal with these drug epidemics. After all, health and human services are derivative from our great history of faith-based communities. Let's not forget that Catholic churches started our great hospitals like St. Joseph and St. Jude. Um, no, there you go. So where will these safe smoking kits, vending machines, and storefronts be located? Perhaps next door to a Planned Parenthood? Will they be placed exclusively in suburban and and, and rural areas? I know one thing. Joe will remain consistent in his pursuit to cause pain, suffering, and destruction to black communities while claiming to be a hero to minorities. Perhaps black Americans should leave the country and then flood the southern border and ask for $450,000 apiece. Okay. And we all know that that program was squelched. But, But, you know, Mr. Lavelle has... A very distinct point here, something that I was taken to task over just today, actually, on Twitter, um, regarding the crack culture, right? And and someone created a meme that I retweeted a few days ago, or possibly last week, that was talking about um, crack culture, right? We, we've gone from Black History Month to Crack History Month. That was the meme. Apparently, that was in poor taste for me to align with that, although my retweet comment of it was as follows. You know, if if black Americans have not learned by now that the Democrat Party literally has never, historically or now, there's forget about the whole party switch myth, mythological, uh, you know, Loch Ness Monster, the political Loch Ness Monster. Uh, I'm talking about the actual Democrat Party that has always always served an agenda that does not serve black Americans. I mean, that's just a historical fact, 
right? And so now here you are. And I, and I said that I'm like, if you as black Americans have not left the Democrat party yet by virtue of what is what you see unfolding right now to continue to take out your communities, which affect all of us. It affects all of us. If something affects you and you're a black American, it affects me. We share the same soil. So, of course, I have a voice. Of course, I have a seat at the table. And I should be able to come to the table with some solutions or solution sets to the issues that we have in this country that do create disparity. But it is, it is politically and intellectually dishonest to show up around anyone's table and, and, and just avoid the 9,000-pound gorilla uh, elephant hybrid in the room, right? No one wants to, no one wants to talk about the elephant in the room, which is you do have very real political figures who capitalize on the exploitation and the utter destruction of the black community. They just do. And I, and I got to tell you, they're actually on both sides of the aisle, but one party in particular through everything I just read to you, from the Clinton crime bill to uh, Kamala. So, see, this goes beyond skin color. This is about ideology. It's always about ideology. It's about what someone believes and what they practice. And people bring their faith into their politics, period. They bring their morality or lack thereof into politics every single time. And so here we are. So, yes, I get a little heated whenever I see things in my city that are indicative of homeless people who are mentally ill, literally living at the corners of intersections with clotheslines strung up, uh, grocery carts, tents, sleeping bags, piles of clothes, a defecation, urination, all happening right there as if to say, up yours, this is what we're going to do. You know, swatting at things that no one else can see, talking to themselves, um, you know, not okay mentally. And, and, and somehow we think the loving thing to do is to simply allow them to set up shop in a homeless capacity, eating out of trash cans like dogs, Right? Somehow that's the loving thing to do. And as if it couldn't get any more loving, the, the better thing to do and the absolute more loving thing to do is to, is to give them a, a box that, that includes a safe smoking kit. This goes back to the clean needles conversation I had with you guys last week. I mean, a absolute epic failure. And what they do is they, like they do with everything else, they, manipulate the statistics so that they're like, oh, look, people aren't dying as much of HIV and hepatitis C and all these other wonderful diseases that come with nasty, you know, needle drug use, right? Right, because no one's keeping up with the ODs. So you're right. They're not dying from HIV and hepatitis C ad nauseum any longer because they're dying of overdoses with your loving needles that you've supplied them. And they're so clean. Isn't it wonderful? At least they can shoot themselves into eternity in their vein with a clean needle. Good job. 
And again, not just Democrats who do not think things through of this nature. And so I'm going to touch on something. I'm going to switch from the from the political side of this conversation to the spiritual side because there's so much that I could cover tonight that that is happening from alleged cyber attacks in Ukraine to Russia saying they're taking their troops back home to other media media outlets hiding now completely gone underground since the Durham report is starting to roll with more and more evidence that all of this was a giant coordinated effort, uh, including but not limited to the media who spent four years of your life lying their asses off about what happened in any kind of a Russia gate. Right. And so now you'll notice why are they not talking about it? Because more than likely they are allegedly culpable. So why are you only getting eight seconds of mainstream media hitting on this? And now they've, I mean, they've had to have time to get their crap together and shape a new narrative and, and give you the spin. They have to give people the spin right now. That's what they're doing. And so, but if you're a, discerning sober individual you will be able to discern exactly which side you know is up on the which direction is the arrow on the milk carton and all arrows right now are pointing to the state of georgia georgia tech uh uga was mentioned in this as well i mean what a mess we have got a judicial watch broke just today records reveal that uh, tech operatives allegedly used by Hillary Clinton campaign to spy on Trump White House had contract with Defense Advancement Research Projects Agency. What is that? It is DARPA. It is the R&D branch of the DOD. There are very interesting things that occur within DARPA. And, you know, it is my understanding that DARPA has not always been the George Soros of the DOD. But apparently, allegedly, you know, now... They have assisted or been a part of, allegedly, uh, in spying on a sitting president of the United States of America. Okay, that would be called our government overreach, right? Our government committing treason. So what do you do with that? So see, there's so much to cover. And in the, th- the thing that I, that I want to drive home tonight is that The Bible says that the gates of hell will not prevail against heaven. It won't happen. And so while people are threatening truth tellers, they're threatening conservatives, they're threatening people who can see that two plus two is four, the arrow really is up on the milk carton. They're threatening to harass, incarcerate, prosecute, you name it. It's, it's, it's nuts. What's, it is the wild west in politics right now. And really in your news cycle as well, wars, rumors of wars, all of that, right? But, but here's the good news. The good news is that we were warned that this would happen. We were warned that uh, nefariousness lives in the heart and the soul of man. We were warned about that, okay? And so you can. We were also told that the gates of hell will not prevail against heaven. And what is what 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 is heaven? What is the kingdom of heaven? Well, it's righteousness, peace, joy. That's your salvation, right? It's sobriety of understanding. It's wisdom. It's grace. It's mercy. It's goodness. It's all of those things. It's God. It's His kingdom. 
And so when you put on the mind of Christ, you put on the helmet of salvation every morning you get up, which is your righteousness, peace, and joy, and you're holding the spirit, the sword of the spirit to cut between truth and lies, right? You're holding up your shield of faith to, uh, you know, avert the darts of the enemy. You've got on your breastplate of righteousness, which is really the Lord's righteousness that we wear over our hearts, right? We gird our loins with the truth. And so, so you're suited, right? You're suited up and you, and you're able to see what's really going on. So you don't have to lose your peace. You don't have to lose your joy in the midst of all of this. And you can still stand in confidence that sure, you may be persecuted. You may be even be prosecuted. You may be persecuted, falsely accused, right? But God said, the gates of hell will not prevail against my kingdom. And the kingdom again, in that context, he was talking about the revelation of Christ, And the revelation of Christ is this. His enemies are under his feet. He has conquered death. When God rose him out of that grave three days later and and, and he ascended to to sit at the right hand of the Father, that was conquering death. And he redeemed every bit of his creation inasmuch as that creation acknowledges him of their own volition as their Lord and Savior and God's sacrifice, right, to redeem his creation. And so with all of this stuff going on around us right now, with this crack pipe stuff, you know, this is the message. This is the good news that needs to be, you know, forget crack pipe boxes and and crack kits and and mask kits that don't work, right? What are the churches doing to, to get out right now and go meet people exactly where they are? Are we out ministering? I don't know. Some are. Some are, and, and, and then what is the financial incentive for churches to do that? I don't know. Why, why isn't this, quote, administration partnering with church religious organizations, just like uh, Mr. Lavelle suggested? What, what, are, what are we doing? Instead, I'll tell you what we're doing. We are partnering with doctrines of devils. What do I mean by that? Keeping people addicted to anything in the name of love is called codependency, and it's otherwise known as antichrist. Because it's anti-love and codependency is this calling that which is good, calling that which is evil, good, right? Helping people carry on with their addictions is sick. It is wicked. It is not okay. It is not about liberation. It is not about free will because someone who's addicted to crack no longer has a free will. And so it amazes me. It shouldn't, but it does that people still think this is a loving creative, beautiful, godly initiative, right? That this is the best you can offer are are clean crack pipes, clean needles to shoot poison into their brains so that they die and their spirit and their soul is wide open for any type of other spiritual possession. Does that sound loving to you? I'm just curious. Does it sound loving when your own United States government is allegedly spying on a sitting president that was duly elected? Does that sound loving or does that sound a little antichrist? Does it sound loving whenever a nation's president um, declares an act of emergency against peaceful protesters um, against his insidious mask mandates? that are completely contrary to their own national constitution. Does that sound like Christ? Does that sound loving? No. 
Does it sound loving that your own government is willing to arrest you and persecute and prosecute you for your opinion that happens to differ from theirs? Does that sound like Christ? No, no, it doesn't. Does it sound like Christ whenever people are encouraging you to call people outside of their biological um, God-assigned, God-given pronouns, right? Um, does it sound loving that that you're going to tell your children from one day to the next that they have to abide by the whims and the feelings and the, and the desires of other people in order for those people to feel okay about themselves as equal human beings in this thing called life? Does that sound like Christ? No. It doesn't because it's not. And so I, I just want to, I want to pop in here quickly tonight. I'm still on baby watch with my daughter, um, but I wanted to pop in here quickly and just highlight some of these things and, and just and remind you all that there's nothing loving about serving addiction. I don't care what color people are, but please stop telling me that I don't have a dog in this fight because whatever happens to people on my soil who I, I share citizenship with, it matters to me. And it should matter to you. It should matter whenever people in particular groups are being uh, actual groups are, are being exploited. They're being psychologically and mentally, emotionally, and spiritually abused. Yes, it bothers me. And it's something that we should all speak out against. It's not funny that this is Crack History Month. Um, we should be celebrating Black History Month and, 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 and not fighting over, well, what was the actual history? And blacks fighting over Africans, uh, African migrants, because, you know, they're foundational blacks and the migrants aren't, right? All these things that we fight over, physiological, biological things that, sure, according to gender studies, you can change according to your whims, Right? But as it pertains to heritage and lineage and ethnicity and biology, all of that is from God. And all of that should be celebrated. There's something redemptive in every single culture. And I believe that because God has redeemed so many things about my own life that were so abhorrent and so gross. And he redeemed them. And no, I'm not black, but I have stories that were equally as, you know, gruesome as some of my colleagues and friends who are black, you know, live through some pretty horrific things. Well, we all have our stories, right? But we also have his story. And his story is always going to be a story of liberation and redemption. And there's nothing redemptive or liberating about giving out addiction materials in the name of love. All right, you guys know where you can follow me on Twitter at Monica on air talk, sign up for my newsletters at Monica Thanks for joining me tonight. Be good to your neighbor, beginning your own mirror. And remember if you're an American, act like one.